When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Monday Night Football, an atrocity for Daniel Jones and the Giants. Jones is now 1-12 in primetime games and has more career turnovers than TDs. It has been pretty for Big Blue this season as they've been outscored by a league worth 76 points. They're also the only team that has yet to record a single takeaway. Okay. Christopher Mendoza. Yes. Yes. Um, Who's most to blame? I'm blaming the head coach. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, Dable gets a lot of credit because last year the Giants had a, you know, turnaround season against a ridiculously easy schedule. But they had a, and then they got blown out by Philly. But they had a turnaround season. They were 9-7-1. They were competitive. And, you know, so we give Dable some credit there. But, you know, he likes to think he's Nick Saban and Bill Belichick because that's where his, you know, that's where he came from, essentially, with Saban at Alabama and Belichick with New England. They have been, he's been terrible. First off, did they practice during the week? Have you seen them in the first half where they have, you just gave the statistics. How about special teams where they have had blocked field goals, where they have had turnover penalties on punts. They, they have been awful, atrocious on special teams. Unbelievably bad. And then he's throwing the tablet around getting mad on Daniel Jones. Hey, Brian, 11 sacks. All right. How about figuring out a way to block the, 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 the Seahawks with blitz and corners all day and nobody picked up on it? Do you look at the film? How about figuring out a way to protect the quarterback? And I know he's not Charlie Connolly. I understand that. Ooh, look him ooh, up. Ooh. Charlie Connolly <laughs> in the 50s. Look him up. But hold on. <laughs> give him a break. I mean, 11 oh, sacks man. and then he's throwing the tablet down on him like it's his fault. How is it the Jones' fault when he's getting killed every time he steps back and throws a pass? And again, they're 1-3. They were out of the game against San Francisco, go to bed. They were out of the game against Seattle, go to bed. They were out of the game against Dallas, go to bed. And if you didn't see the second half against Arizona, I don't blame him because they were down 20 to nothing at halftime. So the idea that Brian Dable is Bill Belichick or Nick Saban out the window. They stink against the NFC East. They never win games in their division. They're like 3-11-1 in their division. They never win a game in their division. They lose to Philly. They lose to Dallas. They can't beat Washington. And then he's throwing the tablet down like, how dare is you screw me? Who that segment? Who you are? Is Bill Belichick or Nick Saban? He thinks he is. Ah! What, what makes you say that? <laughs> oh, he thinks, he's a, he thinks he's a little better than he is. Oh. He was, he's coming that off coach mean, of the year. That doesn't mean oh. he thinks he's Bill Belichick or Bill Parcells. That's where it came from. What he's not he, Bill Parcells. What did he do to you, Mad Dog? What did he do to you? He was. He was. You're telling me he doesn't take blame here, Kimberly? Go ahead. Go ahead. Am I allowed? Yes. I'm Go ahead. scared to talk now. You, no, don't be scared. Finish. You ain't scared all the time. Don't get scared now. Oh, Go you ahead. Don't scare me. Mad Dog does. You know. Right. Uh, but Mad Dog, you're wrong. Uh, I just want to know how much money is Daniel Jones being paid? Plenty. 40. Plenty. Right? 40. Four, 40, years, 40, four years, $160 million, $92 million guarantee. Okay. Yes. Brian Dable coming off of being what? Coach, Coach of, the of the year last year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did he suddenly? He looked, he looked pretty good. Last year, right? Mm-hmm. Kept this team together. A roster that did not have much, right? And he was still coach of the year. Did he somehow forget how to coach? You think so? Or could, could it be 
that the quarterback that they paid all this money to still isn't the guy that they hope he is. Could that be it? He got sacked I, 11 so, that's times. That's fair. That's fair. I will give you that, that every year it seems like the Giants always have to upgrade their offensive line. And somehow every year we talk about the same situation with the protection. So that is always an That's issue. Fair. But is that a Dable situation or is that a GM situation? The roster, the way, the way it's okay. currently constructed. Is that on the GM? Again, when we talk about quarterback play, when we talk about the best quarterbacks, we talk about moments. Yes, any quarterback under that much pressure isn't going to look his best. But there have been four games already where you're waiting for Daniel Jones, who got the bag, which no, more power to him. But what comes with that is the responsibility of saying, when things are not perfect, I still need to be better. I still need to take a roster that is improved from last year on paper. I still need to make it. Mm -hmm. I need us to play better. And here's the thing. They paid the quarterback. Mm -hmm. And yet the quarterback doesn't look as good as he did last year without the running back next to him. So I think this is yes, really on Daniel. That's what I wanted to say. Uh, Saquon Barkley. Have you heard of him? He played in the Arizona game. How'd it work out? Got hurt. He played in the Dallas he game. He got hurt. He played in the Dallas game. I wasn't supporting him nothing. He got hurt. You guys making excuses for this <laughs> head coach. Okay. My body let me, is let me, let me. I'm not joking around. I'm not playing. And I'm going to tell you right now in advance, Molly, and please don't interrupt me when I go into soliloquy because you are not going to like what I have to say Ooh, as a Giants fan. Boy. Doggy is not wrong. It's just that Dable wouldn't be on my list of priorities. He has proven he can coach. He is the reigning coach of the year. They went 9-7-1 last year when there were little to no expectations and they won a playoff game. He had a lot to do with that. He elevated the confidence of Daniel Jones, which played a factor in that equation, which is why Daniel Jones performed well enough where the organization felt compelled to give him four years, $160 million, $90 million guaranteed, basically $40 million a year. We know all of that. What I would point the blame or where I would point the blame is to ownership. Mr. Mara, Mr. Tish, and allow me to explain. Do you know, Doggy, that since Tom Coughlin's departure following the 2015 season, the New York Giants have had five head coaches? Oh, I know. Five. Five head coaches, one interim. Did you know that Ben McAdoo, took them to an 11-5 record? Mm -hmm. Was it 2016, 2016, if I remember correctly? They fired him the next season. That's right. Do you know that Joe Judge had a decent year? They yes, were competitive the first year go round. They fired him after the second season. The level of continuity is lacking. What have the Giants done? Let me tell you what ownership for the New York Giants has done. And I say this respectfully because obviously they're not the Jets. They've been to Super Bowls. They've won Super Bowls. All right? Jets haven't been to a Super Bowl since 1968, let alone won one. The Giants obviously haven't had that problem. 86, 91, 2007, 2011. They won Super Bowls. But since 2011, you know that the Giants have made the playoffs twice. The Giants have made the playoffs twice in 13 years. Two times. See, we looked at Eli and the two Super Bowl rings, and we said Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, even though one would argue his numbers don't necessarily equate to that, even though obviously he'll get Hall of Fame nod because you're a two-time Super Bowl champion and nobody can take that away from him. But the vast majority of the time they've spent missing the playoffs. The level of continuity that has been lacking has flagrantly affected this franchise. And so when you look at to me and you look at Brian Dable, yeah, I'm looking at the New York Giants, second worst in the league this season with a minus eight turnover margin. 
Okay, only the Raiders have been worse. Okay, we see all of that from them. We understand they rank dead last in the NFL in scoring differential, 122 to 46. They've been outscored. It's been abysmal. It's been an abomination. And if you're the head coach, you're looking at special teams messing up, crying out loud. You're looking at the offense messing up. The defense basically held Seattle to 10 points when they were when they were faced up against right. them. It's special teams and your offense that messed it up. We I throw Daniel Daniel Jones into the equation along with ownership. You got your bag, mm -hmm. and then you're staking up the joint. There's no way on earth that you're working hard in the offseason and you regress to this point. It's not just about the protection. Sometimes he's holding on to the ball too much. Sometimes he's deflating the rest of the franchise because people are looking at him and they're not seeing any improvement. They're not seeing the progress that they had anticipated. And he's built that resentment because they're looking at him and saying, you got your money because of Saquon. Mm -hmm. You ain't get your money because you earned it. And with Saquon out, you got an opportunity to validate the bag that you got, and it's not happening. Darren Waller could ball. We know he could ball. And this dude is in the papers talking about how he can't sleep at night because of missed opportunities. It ain't just the coach he's looking at. He's looking at the quarterback. And if you're thinking about the coach, are you sure that Dable wanted Daniel Jones to get that money? Or did ownership want it? And ownership, the same ownership that couldn't take Odell Beckham Jr. because of headlines. He ain't getting arrested. He ain't getting in trouble with the law. He's showing up to practice. He's balling when he's on the field. But we don't like this a giant way to do things. And you pushed him out the door. The same organization that got Saquon Barkley, an absolute stud there, and you don't want to pay him, but you want to take care of a quarterback who's not only unproven but doubted by a lot of people. Within the organization and in that uniform, did it ever occur to you that Brian Dable threw that pad down because he's recognizing the fact that this kid doesn't listen? He's sulking. He's dis he just doesn't seem enthused. He doesn't seem like he's got what it takes. Did it ever occur to you? That's why Brian Dable threw that pad down. It's possible. I'm not absolving that Brian Dable. You're the coach of the year. We expect better. Y'all look like straight trash. Totally true. And ultimately, that culpability falls on his shoulders. But. What he did prove to us last year is that he kind of knows what he's doing, but he can't go out there and play for you. And if he got a quarterback that was supported by his higher-ups that suddenly got his bag and now is wet in the bed, that would lend itself towards the frustration you witnessed. Well, last year, before we put him in the Hall of Fame... I'm not putting him in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Dable, Mad he had one Just good, coach of the year for one year. He had one good win against the Ravens. They beat what about the playoff win against the Vikings? Oh, the Vikings? You kill the Vikings. Is it a playoff game? Is it a playoff game? You hate the Vikings. Is it a playoff game? You're right. Now you're going to get out of the Vikings. Is it a playoff game? Steve, is it a playoff game? Is that wrong? Is that wrong? Is that wrong? You have sat here for two years killing the quarterback. And I still do. And I still do. All I'm saying is a playoff game. The bottom line is this. Do the New York Giants. Ain't nothing to write home about. And after Dallas or Philadelphia or San Francisco beat Minnesota, you'd have a point. But the New York Giants beating a bag of chips, even though they are Saquon Barkley yeah. and a bag of chips. Here's, which here's still the, here's the problem. Here's the problem with Daniel Jones. We can talk, we talk so much about Zach Wilson. We talk so much about Justin Fields. We talk so much about Mac Jones. Daniel Jones has no excuses for his head coach is literally looking at him like, what are you seeing out there? What are you watching? And that's the frustration. He's not a rookie quarterback. He's been in the league a long time. He's gotten paid. You can argue whether he should have gotten the contract or not. He did get it. There are expectations that come with that. And as much as we kill the kid from, from, the, from the Jets, the, Daniel Jones deserves some of that. This, he deserves some of that smoke because this team 
They gave him the money and said, you need to yeah. elevate your play. And he has not done that. Yeah. Forget the protection for a second. 11 sacks. How do you forget it? No, they need to go through the O-line. The O-line's been the issue since all Eli Manning was there. He got you know all sacks are not great That they need to bolster All the sacks are not created equal. Some sacks are worse no, than Saquon others. No, Saquon Barkley. That, that was one of your best soliloquies in a while. That was good, Stephen A. You, really, you delivered. Great. It wasn't just I'm all staff. I'm always great. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits, like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. After a tumultuous offseason, the Philadelphia 76ers are waiting to see if James Harden will join the team for training camp in Colorado this week. Harden, who's been adamant about leaving the reign of Daryl Morey, did show up to the team's first practice yesterday. Okay. Stephen Smith. Yes. Uh, which team should pursue Harden? Well, first of all, respectfully, no one should pursue him. Um, there are certain landing spots. I'd love to, I would love to see him in Miami. Uh, because I think they need somebody with his skill set. He led the league in assists last year. We talk about James Harden like he's not still an all-star caliber player. He's not the three-time scoring champion that he once was. But he is a big-time player. He's an all-star. Um, and he would definitely help them because of his ability to make shots and to play in that system. I actually think he needs Miami. He really, really does. That level of structure with an organization that he respects, that you can't get away with some of the shenanigans that he's engaged in. And I say that respectfully because I'm a fan of James Harden as a person and a player. I'm not a fan, doggy, of what I've seen him do. Forcing your way out of Houston the way that you did. Uh, ultimately, the Brooklyn situation, I don't blame him nearly as much as people try to blame him because I know a lot of the stuff that was going on there that really had nothing to do with him. Plus, it was always understood he wanted to be with Daryl Morey in Philadelphia. But for Daryl Morey to mean as much to you as he once did, for you to, it's one thing for you to just be salty about him, to be disgusted with him, and to want nothing to do with him. It's another thing for you to act like a petulant child where you are over there in China calling him a liar with a microphone and camera on you and then coming back to the States and reiterating that point. We got the message, but you're a grown man. Stop that. Everybody's, you know, your business ain't everybody's business. You don't get along with Daryl Morey now. We got the message. But Daryl Morey, whether, and I'm not absolving Daryl Morey from anything, doggy. if he lied to James Harden and cost James Harden that money, he is wrong. And he should be made to answer for that to some degree. 
But let's also take into account Daryl Morey has done a hell of a lot of good things for James Harden. When he was in Houston for nine years, Daryl Morey, I'm not sure Daryl Morey didn't personally give him pedicures and manicures. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. That's how much he looked out for James Harden. Whatever James Harden wanted, James Harden got for nine years. So for him to act this way now publicly, I'm not talking privately because privately that's their business, but publicly for him to act that way so bad and so immature, that, that's just wrong, and I'm not going to support that. But that doesn't take away from the fact that James Harden can ball. The Clippers and the Miami Heat stand out in my mind, even though I'm not so sure about the Clippers because Russell Westbrook is there, and Russell Westbrook I think is a perfect fit for the Clippers. He might have been maligned with his time with the Lakers, but with the Clippers I think Russell Westbrook has done a hell of a job, and, and he should obviously not be interfered with in any way. But I would say Miami. James Harden could go to a lot of places, but somebody actually pursuing him because of Houston, Brooklyn, now Philadelphia, I can't justify anybody going pursuing him. I'd be shocked if Pat Riley he won't. wants he won't. James Harden he won't. on his basketball now, I'm not implying that he does because he won't. Uh, no he won't. way. No, he won't. And, again, Moray has gone out of his way to kiss Harden's rear end. He structured his whole team around the way Harden plays. And I've said this to you before, and I've said it here, and I'm going to say it again. If you want, Moore, if you want James Harden on your basketball team, you're crazy. He is a killer. He, you're not winning with him. He's never played in the final. He doesn't play well in big games. He got himself out of Houston when he shouldn't have. He got himself out of Brooklyn. I don't know all the ins and outs that Steve does, but he spent half his time in Vegas instead of in Brooklyn in practices and all those things, and he was hurt. He is, I, I can't stand a guy. Now they let him go to Vegas during an off day in the playoffs. Well, I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and he wanted to go. Yeah, I mean, how about, sitting on, the be- how about sitting on the bench and rooting for your team? Right. I mean, my God, how does anybody want James Harden on their team? He's never won. His style of play is not conducive to a winning championship team because he pounced the boy, pounced the boy, pounced the boy, pounced the boy. It drives you crazy. But don't laugh with the way he plays the game. Moray's kissed his rear end, and now he and he's got a bead sitting there. He's got the MVP of the league next to him and he doesn't want to play with Embiid? Who do you want? He's never won a thing, Harden. How do you not want to play with Embiid, who's one of the best players in the league? You would think you'd want to play with Embiid. He's 35 years of age. Harden's not won a thing. Never won a championship. And he's got the MVP that he wants out. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. And Pat Raleigh from Schenectady, New York. Pat Raleigh would freaking quit before he brought James Harden to South Beach. And if any team in the NBA wants Harden on their team, good luck. Well, He's couple, poisoned. A couple of points, a couple of key nuggets here when you bring up Pat Riley from Schenectady, New York. I'd like to call him the winner within. That's his autobiography. He was a great book, whatever. And obviously he was in my book that I wrote, Straight Shooter, because he helped motivate me. I got a lot of love for Pat Riley. Pat Riley wouldn't even concede power to LeBron James. When LeBron James, in his prime, arrived, he's like, there's a certain way we do things here in South Beach. This is where it's going to be. Pat Riley, the way they call it Wade County, you can do that because Dwayne Wade, the Hall of Famer, that is Dwayne Wade, love and appreciation for him. But make no mistake, when it comes to South Beach, there's one boss, and that boss is Pat Riley. So let's make that we understand that, number one. Number two, I got tipped off last week by a very reliable source about something that happened in Houston a few months ago. Houston Rockets were talking to James Harden, thinking about bringing him back after Ime Udoka was brought there. James Harden actually talked, this is what I'm told, I haven't confirmed it with James Harden, this is what I was told, he actually talked himself 
out of a max deal because he went in there talking about how he wanted to return to being that scoring champion. And he made you doka, and then we're like, nah, we ain't trying to have that here. We building something a little bit different. Had he come in there and said the right things. They would have given the max contract. They would have gave him a max four-year deal. He talked himself out of his own max deal. Wait, you would have him on your team you running a ball club? No. Not me. No. No, no, no. I wouldn't mind him on my team, All but right. it depends on the team. He wouldn't be running the show, though. Like, like management. Like All right, Pat so Robinson. you say nowhere. He says Miami. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Hey, I'm Molly Caram, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, Mad Dog. Hi there. Favorite time of the week. Hey, Swaggo. Favorite time of the week. Can you get the button? He's getting ready to get loose. He's getting ready to get loose. Don't bother. Don't interrupt them. I'm nervous That's right now. Everybody quiet. Everybody quiet. I Just, thought that was a tissue. Excuse me. Excuse, excuse me. Y'all are disrupting this flow. All right. Everybody cool. Right. Right. Mad move. dog, tell me why you're so mad. Oh, I got a lot of mad about today. Okay. Let's go. Fire you know. How about How about AJ Brown? <laughs> it's almost like last week on third and four, late the fourth quarter, that Sirianni said, you know what? He's driving me crazy on the sideline. He wants the ball going to him constantly. So let us throw him a bomb. Let him score the touchdown. Despite the fact it was the bad play, they should have got the first down, run out the clock, and kicked the field goal. <laughs> Instead, what they did, they scored, throw the ball to Brown, he scores the touchdown, and then he gets a 15-yard penalty for taunting, which sets Washington up. Here it is for the game-time touchdown with how throwing the ball to Madison. Hey, AJ, first off, you should have blocked. They should have got the first down for four yards. And then for you to throw the ball at the little defensive back's lap to get a 15-yard penalty to set Washington up at the 35-yard line with the timeout at 146 to go, that is garbage, garbage football. Stop being a diva. Hey, and Nick, on third and four, the play is not the score of touchdown. 24, 24. Get the first down. That whole sequence was a joke. Bought the hell out of me. Okay. I, I, I have two questions. Two questions. First of all, you can't stand Nick Sirianni. I already know that. You think, you think he's too much. Did you have money? Did you have money on that game? You had money on that game. I got that the Eagles. Passion. I got the Eagles under for the season. Look how the blur rushed. Can I say this? Can I say this? I think you're overreacting. 
I did not believe he deserved a penalty for dropping the football in the dude's lap. I didn't think he did that. I didn't think he deserved a penalty for that. I don't think, I think, I think they're a bit excessive. Man, come here for a second. Nothing wrong. You know I'm right. Come here. Just, yeah. Kimberly, you don't like that one. No, I don't. I think you. I think I, there's a lot to be mad about. A lot of money on that that's one. I that was a ridiculous one. Get the first you're over, down. You're what are you doing? A touchdown play underneath the touchdown here, Marcus. Get the first down and run out the clock and as then a, kick it. As a football man, I agree with you. Right, you look you. like Elaine <laughs> Dennis. All right, this number two. Oh, now I've been doing this Bro, a lot this best, week. Will you watch? Will you I'm close? doing my thing here. Stop talking. We're laughing at you. Get over here. We're laughing at you. He swear, I gotta say one thing, you are such an only child. Get over there! He said, get over there! When I'm ready to go, you listen! Yes, sir. And you learn! Yes, sir. And you study! Okay. Number two. Only child. I have done this a lot this week, but this is ridiculous. How did Buck Joe Walter get fired? How did the Mets? David Stearns, already done a nice job in Milwaukee. He fires Buck Joe Walter, who last year was the manager of the year, won 101 games. And this year, lost his closer in the World Baseball Classic. Scherzer stinks. Verlander wasn't great. They traded him both. They were a complete mess. Wasn't his fault. And so the guy comes in and he fires him? Buck, are you kidding me? A guy who is beloved in New York, one of the Yankees. Last year was the manager of the year for the fourth different time. Why? So your little analytical geeks can sit there and, you know, say Not third the time through the lineup? They They allowed Buck to basically announce his own firing. Stearns didn't even have the courtesy to sit there and fire him himself. Mm. He said after mm. his assistant GM. And I don't want to hear a word about how he was under contract. He wasn't under contract yet, Stern. You know why? Because Stearns had dinner with the owner in August that took the job. And then he let somebody else fire this guy on Saturday night. Number two. I, agree. I, I so agree. agree with you. I, that is, Buck, we saw. We agree. Walter did not deserve to be fired. And, and, but, no and, way. And it wasn't no handled way. the right way. Man, dog, I agree. I love it. What what does the analytic geek use? Oh, the 24 year old with the shrimp that's bite that's with the freaking dial. Oh, that's my God. Third time through the lineup. I've never played a game of baseball. They're freaking life. Water. Drink some water. But funny how you think Brian Dable, coach of the year. He's, he's I was going to use ball. him today, but I decided not to. Because wow. Don't do worry, okay. you used a whole segment on uh, that. Yeah, you were back there. <laughs> number three. Mm. I was embarrassed over the weekend. Uh-oh. I'm a golfer. Ooh. Did anybody, I'm sure you got up. <laughs> Did anybody see the Ryder Cup and the U.S. involvement with the Ryder Cup? <laughs> a little laugh. Oh, my God. The U.S. was so bad. Oh and Zach Johnson, I could have picked the lineup. Here is Ricky Fowler. Where is it? It's in the water on 16. Oh, my God. Where is Dustin Johnson? It was 5 over one last time. It doesn't matter if he wasn't picked on the team because he's on left. Zach Johnson was atrocious. Unbelievable. He sent out Sanders. And look at Nakaba having a fight. I love Joe. But he's having a fight with McElroy on Saturday afternoon because McElroy couldn't fight. Look at that. He's a caddy. 
can't they just? <laughs> Did anybody see about this punch? I can't uh, they think about it. Pay attention! Oh, 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 pay attention! Oh, 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 can they? One more attack. Did you hear about this story? I did not. Oh. Is anybody Do you follow sports? Go ahead. Not erotica. Go ahead. Tell us the story, Matt. Canley did not wear the Ryder Cup United States hat. No. Because they don't get paid. Uh. He's representing the U.S. of A. <laughs> but he didn't get paid. So he walked around the whole weekend without a cap on. Not. Everybody's wearing caps with him. Oh. You make 50 million a year. You know what? How about for a weekend you play for your country? Awful! You're right. You are so right. You know what? This is like so right. This is the integrity edition. This is the integrity edition of Tell Us Why You're Mad. You're sick of Listen, play for your country. Give me some water over here. I got you. I don't I I gotta be honest with you. This is so good. I don't want this to be over. Do you have any more? Or do I have to wait until next week? So it's a lack of patriotism. That's what it is, Doug. We don't need we don't need we don't need a video. Do you have anything else you're mad about? Not Rob. What did he do? What did he do? Can we meet that? Can we get Fat Rob on the show? He said that idiot. He said that idiot. So I play play a parlay this weekend. You know what a parlay is? Yeah. You know what a parlay is, don't you, Mike? He does. He's a huge gambler. He knows. Go ahead. No, he's not. So the first one was the over. You're going to laugh. I'm not. Of the Houston-Texas Tech game on Saturday. They had it at halftime. The second one, have to win both bets. Yeah. You make a fortune. <laughs> Was the Steelers. Oh. I said I wanted to take the Ravens or oh. Buffalo. And the idiot said, <laughs> He said, I love the Steelers this week. Oh. Houston's going to be flat. They won their first game. The quarterback's not that good. Will have him ready to play. He said and the a great win against the Raiders. And what happens? It's 30 to freaking 6. So I'm sitting there on Sunday afternoon watching every stupid play, rooting for a comeback. And then on fourth and one at 16 6 in the third quarter. <laughs> they throw a pass play. And Pickett gets hurt. The dude called Talbot and said, I had the freaking calling. You do that to me all the time. Whisper I my actually ear. didn't know what a parlay you was until broke. I watched Silver Line Playbook. Wow. He gonna be broke. Wow. With Bradley Cooper That's and Jennifer Lawrence. That's why he's I didn't so know what a parlay was until, until that know movie. Did you know about this? Man, no. no. So don't say it. Finish. Yeah. Oh. You got Nobody out there had it. Work. Goodbye. You got <laughs> I just want everyone to know oh my I God. really love my job. I really love it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C.
D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Mad Dog, I got a quick take for you. The Milwaukee Brewers fell to 6-3 and three to Arizona Diamondbacks in one of the NL wild cards. While over in the East, Tampa Bay Rays got shut out by the Rangers in game one of the AL wild card series. Mad Dog, how much trouble are these teams in? Oh, I think it's fascinating. This is why the best of threes are great. Brewers had a great finish to their season. Arizona won 84 games. And Arizona was down 3-0 last night, scored six unanswered runs. See what Milwaukee does today. And Arizona's pitching their best pitcher, Gallon, in game two. And how about Tampa? Tampa won 98 games this year. Tampa, you know, won their first 13 games of the year at home. And they're playing Texas that limped into the postseason. And Bochy, you, want, you know, that's what I mean about these geek, these managers who go by the computer sheet. How about Bochy? who's won three world championships, he's 68 years of age, and he's got Texas, who's been awful, a game away from knocking off Tampa in the first round of the playoffs. What a job by him, and I'll tell you something Bochy's right now. one of the best. Oh, he's great. He's a Hall of Famer. And this is a very pressurized game for Tampa. We got it all day today on the, on the, on the oh, networks network. here. Yep. This is, if you like baseball, the best of three, two teams against, you know, teams that weren't supposed to do anything, with pressure, at home, yep. down a game, you lose Question. two, you're out. It's fun. Phillies win. Who they got next? Atlanta. Let me tell you something. That's a good series. You talked about me and you going to Atlanta. You want to go to that series? Me and you need to go with the commissioner of the Phillies, Philadelphia. That will be next week? That's going to be, that's that's fun. We might want to do that. That will be Wednesday and Thursday. Wednesday! Wednesday's game three. You and me. That's right, with the commissioner. Because you're not going to, I need, 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 well, I don't know about a sweep. No, no, no. Okay. I'll take care of that. We do that. How about we do first take down there? I'll take care of that. I'll take, well, no, we're not going to go that far. We're not going to no, go, no, go that far. We're not going to go that far. How about that? Braves Phillies game three next week. I'll go there, man. We're going to go Maybe the week after. We're going to go there, too. Against the Dodgers. Anyway, make a long story short. I don't know if they let them beat the Phillies. Oh, I think so. I bet good series. Anyway, you may continue. This was, that was a good quick take. Quick take. The Pittsburgh Steelers are having a roller coaster start to the season. I don't want to hang out with you guys anyway. After getting blown out 30-6 to by the Texans last Sunday, Steelers fans are calling for some changes to be made. Here's Mike Tomlin addressing the Steelers issue. I'll be doing the show for Miami that we day. We came in, we looked at it yesterday uh, with our football team and made some acknowledgments. There were several things that were very disappointing about the game. I think chief among them uh, was the fact that Houston, we thought were more physical than us and played harder than us. Um, and that's something that's, that's got to change immediately. I, I felt that in stadium, I expressed that after the game. The physicality com- component of it needs to be non-negotiable. Uh, that's just how we function. That's Pittsburgh Steelers football. Go ahead. I've never said this in my career covering Mike Tomlin. I'm just not interested in hearing that. I'm just not interested in hearing that. Um, I think Mike Tomlin's a great coach. I'm a fan of his as a human being. I look up to this man. I have profound respect for him. Um, The Steelers were just bad. And I understand that Houston may have been more physical. But that's easy to do when demoralization kicks in and you just don't have it. 
I get tired of people, Swagoo, trying to ignore that component. And I'm talking about a guy, like he and I have covered sports for decades. But I was in that locker room as a beat writer when you were doing, you know, you're doing radio. I'm in the locker room talking to these guys. And I've seen demoralization kick in. I've seen when guys seemed soft. And it wasn't because they're soft. It's because they had no effort. They weren't interested because they felt hopeless because their team stunk and they were tired of losing or they were tired of the inefficiencies of their teammates, et cetera, et cetera. That's what I saw. I didn't see a Steelers team. And, of course, Mike Tomlin would see more than me, and he knows better than me, so I'm not trying to debate that. But what I saw was a team that said, damn, down after down after down, we ain't getting anywhere. We ain't going to do anything against these boys. You got an offensive coordinator in Matt Canada. Did it ever occur to you, Mike T., that everybody knows that Matt Canada, God bless him, nice guy, what have you, doesn't need to have that job? You've ranked 21st, 23rd, and like 31st in the league since he's been your offensive coordinator. The Steelers, doggy, right now, they're the only team in the NFL without a single game with 400 yards of offense in the last three years. Every other team has had that. They're horrible, okay, offensively. They've got Najee Harris who can ball. They've got Pickens who can ball. They had Johnson before he got hurt. Fryer Booth can ball, okay? Your offensive line is improved. What's the damn problem? The damn problem is that, guess what? Your offensive coordinator is not somebody anybody's feeling. Everybody and their grandmama knows it. And the Steelers' impediment has been loyalty. Of course, it's worked for them for the vast majority of the time since the 1960s. Be proud of that. Yes, I am. But the bottom line is, sometimes it works against you. Matt Canada doesn't need to be the offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Mike Tomlin can say whatever he wants. But everybody and their mother knows Matt Canada doesn't need to be in that position. I, I completely disagree with you. I mean, Pickett is not the he may not be the answer at quarterback. Bradshaw's retired, okay? okay? Franco's not there. Passed away, unfortunately. Terrible. That's right. He got Starworth and Swan. They're not there either. That's right. They don't got the They're not walking offensive. through that door. They're not walking through that door. They don't, they don't have eight. Man, no, they had, go to being in the, that crew. That's right. How about they, that? They, that big Ben Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger, the last couple of years of his career, yeah, was not nearly as right good as he was. But, that's the but he is a yeah. two-time that's football champion. I love Roethlisberger, right, but right. I mean, Canada, how long has he been in the offensive coordinator? In three years. All right, so he had the last year of Roethlisberger, who was shot. Four. And then he had, the, uh, he was bad, right? Yeah. You would yeah. know. And then he had two years of picket. And let's face it, he has not played that great. But he was so there because. you're going to blame on the offensive coordinator? But he was there because Big Ben didn't like the previous offensive coordinator, which is why he was inserted. Yeah. Um, Mad Dog, here's what I think. Um, I think Stephen A. hit the nail on the head because what we're watching now is Mike Tomlin and Bill Belichick not going to where the NFL is, right? Like, we, we see, it's always hard to talk about coaches like this because they've had so much success, and we hang our hat on that. Bill Belichick runs an archaic offense. You can't – when Nick Sab- – I'm, I'm going to take you back. Remember when Nick Saban hired Lane Kiffin? Mm-hmm. At Alabama, and everybody was like, why would he do this? With Lane Kiffin history and baggage coming in, the the Tennessee debacle, the USC situation, and everybody was asking, because I was covering football at that time for the SEC Network. Everybody was asking, why would Nick Saban hire Lane Kiffin? Because you got to score 40 to win football games now. We no longer can go out on the field and stop people and think that we're going to score 20 and run the ball 40 times and win football games. You just don't win like that anymore. And I think both of these coaches have not acknowledged that. 
at this point. It doesn't mean they can't coach. They just haven't acknowledged the fact that we have to be explosive. Like, down in and down out as an offense, we have to be explosive. I'm getting into football. We watch Bill Belichick, and yeah, we can blame it on Mac Jones if we want to, but we also can blame it on Belichick for hiring a defensive coach and a right. special teams coach last right. year. Bill O'Brien just came over from Alabama. Right, and got to clean up that mess. And got to clean up the mess. And the year prior to that, when you had Josh McDaniels, who does have some modernization of offense, is why we thought Mac Jones was a good quarterback, right? Now, you, to your point, we bring Kenny Pickett in, and we all want to deem these quarterbacks great. Maybe he's not. But he damn sure don't have the help. We got to go. Commercial break time. That's coming up. Um, <laughs> they told she was me, drinking and chewing. No, and that's they why told she me we have to go in my I'm ear like, like uh, 80 uh, times. Uh, I don't know why I'm still uh, on camera uh, right we now. We have to go to the break. Hey, Molly Karam here. And thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ. Last night, ESPN President Jimmy Pataro was the recipient of the Center for Communications 40th Annual Frank Stanton Award for Excellence in Communication, which honors industry innovators and those who are champions for a more diverse and inclusive environment. The center celebrated Jimmy for his forward-thinking leadership and decades spent at the forefront of technology, sports, and media. SA and I emceed the event last night, and it truly was an honor. And, and like I said to Jimmy, he doesn't just care about the product. He cares about the people. Mm-hmm. And I deeply respect and admire him, and I think we're lucky to call him boss. He's a great boss, no question about it. He's done a lot for a lot of us. Um, I know that he's done a lot for me personally, as you as he has for you and various others. So anytime you got leadership from the top who, who, who knows you and gets to know you mm-hmm. and cares about you beyond the workplace, that's always a beautiful thing. Great guy. Took a ch- you, him and Stephen A. took a chance on me, so we give Jimmy all the credit in the world for that. I respect when you're in a position or have a certain status how personable you are. And I think that's the one thing I relate to Jimmy Pataro is the personable <laughs> side of him. I had a conversation with him when we were in New Orleans leaving the national championship, and we talked like two dudes that had just met, and he didn't have this CEO status, and I didn't have a guy that works for the company that he oversees yeah. So it was. It, it's just great that you can have a real conversation. Extremely authentic people, and down to earth. A lot of people that have a lot of love for Jimmy Vitaro, for the audience out there that may not know, he was that way before he became our boss. Yes. He yeah. hasn't changed. Yeah. And he hasn't yeah. changed yeah. one bit. And he's a huge sports fan. Oh, he's a great, <laughs> great sports fan. <laughs> That's for sure. All right, super quick take. Future Hall of Famer Chris Paul is entering his 19th NBA season on his sixth team after being traded to the Warriors in the offseason. Paul, 38 years old, is still looking for his first ring. Stephen A., is this his last title shot? I believe so. I think this is it. He can't do it now. He ain't going to get it done. He's one of the great point guards in NBA history, top five or six all time. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. But I don't know if they're going to pull it this year, but this is his best chance in a while. Top five is crazy, but this is an up. He's not top five. We've gone through this. Don't let me bring up Bob Cousy again. Essential, All right. pure point guard. I, uh, but this is an opportunity here uh, that he has a chance. Why go? 
Chris Paul's best fan, and he would drop 90 on Bob Cousy. But that, uh, but that doesn't hey. have anything to do with point hey. guard. But what he's wrong. Don't wrong. Sorry. But what else? <laughs> Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.